From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, you know what time it is. It is our week in review. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. The time is 8.49 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. These are the crypto prices, and I hope that didn't confuse you this morning with a little format change. I'm thinking about that for Friday since there's no coin of the day and a little bit shorter and different. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. We have Bitcoin sitting at $29,622, down 1.5% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,762, down 3.7%. Tether is number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is number five at 296 down 2.4%. And we're running off the top 10 with XRP, Cardano, BUSD, Solana, and Doge. Total market cap is down 1.5% in 24 at 1.22 trillion, a BTC dominance of 46.3, and an F dominance of 17.5. Moving into our weekend review, if you remember back to Monday and Tuesday, we we're talking about author Camilla Russo's Infinite Machine, a story about Ethereum and Vitalik and the origin stories. Well, Stephen Graves of Decrypt interviewed Camilla Russo on Monday, and on Tuesday reported that they're heading to the screen. She's heading to the screen. Well, the book is heading to the screen with Ridley Scott's production company on board. And so the origin story of Vitalik and Ethereum is going to be on the big screen. She says this in quote, I've always wanted to write my book in a way that read like fiction. I wanted it to read like a novel. Despite that, I never really imagined that the book would be turned into a movie. My agent shopped around when the book was just published, but it didn't get any bites then. Well, somebody bit. That same day, Ethereum's core developer, Tim Bako, he shared news on Twitter that Ethereum's longest-lived proof-of-work testnet is moving to proof-of-stake. The new beacon chain has launched, and the merge is expected to happen on June 8th, so just five days from now. Baker called this news the first dress rehearsal for miners. So this testnet was launched in 2016, and it's the Ethereum's longest-running proof-of-work testnet. So testnets are identical in every way to the mainnet, and it's used for developers to test smart contracts and decentralized applications. This testnet uses a valueless form of Ethereum to execute transactions and test the coding environment. Changes made to the testnet do not affect Ethereum's mainnet. This is a consequence-free environment that gives developers key insights to any potential problems that may arise from their coding. So there's going to be a test net of proof of stake. People can start making apps and dApps on there. And the best part is, is you can get $250,000 by trying to find bugs and vulnerabilities. So if you're a coder, a hacker, somebody that just likes to mess up things, cause some trouble, this is a great way to make some money. On Wednesday, it was a very interesting slow news day. Uh, But if you remember, the Bank of England said that day 
that it would intervene and direct and oversee collapsing stablecoins should the British central bank decide that stablecoin issuers have reached systemic fail. The news comes via a document prepared by the HM Treasury in response to the cryptocurrency consultation that began in January of 2021 and it concluded in April this year. So basically over a one-year consultation. The government clarified that the central bank will only step in during systemic collapses, which it defines as any deficiencies in a system's design or disruption in operation that may threaten the stability of the UK financial system or have significant consequences for businesses or other interests. The central bank will be required to consult with the FCA before requesting a special administration order. So what happened yesterday? Well, Solana's market cap is down 84.7% from its all-time high of $260 reached back in November of 2021. And it's been rough because Solana keeps going down and not down in price, but going down like the whole blockchain just shuts off and doesn't process blocks and people can't trade or send transactions or mint anything. It's quite annoying. It had one yesterday. Also, it had one May 1st. It seems like a pattern. And amid the outage, interest in Solana's NFTs also plummeted. Data from CryptoSlam said the overall NFT sales on Solana dropped by 61.3%. OK Bears were down eh, 43.4%. Trippin' Apes, D-Gods, Fat Cat Capital down 40%. So what's the issue? Apparently the issue is due to a bug in the durable nonce, a feature of the blockchain. And Solana tweeted that the issue caused part of the network to consider the block itself invalid and that no consensus could be formed as a result. Also on Thursday... OpenSea CEO Devin Finzer previously told Decrypt that some suspicious NFT trades made by former executive have been misframed as insider trading. But yesterday, the Department of Justice called those trades insider trading. The FBI and the Department of Justice arrested and charged Nate Chastain, a former OpenSea product manager, with wire fraud and money laundering for alleged trades he made using insider knowledge which NFT collections were going to be featured on the Marketplace homepage. Also happening yesterday, a letter signed by 26 computer scientists, tech bloggers, and many others. They signed this letter uh, lobbying against crypto and has been presented to U.S. lawmakers, according to the Financial Times. The letter had a line in it that said this, and quote, Blockchain technology cannot and will not have transaction reversible mechanisms because they are antithetical to the base design. Similarly, most public blockchains-based financial products are a disaster for financial privacy. The exceptions are a handful of emerging privacy-focused blockchain finance alternatives, and these are a gift to money launderers, the letter reads. Well, some crypto peeps had some, well, they had some criticism, some pushback. Preston Byrne, he wrote, Some of this letter is just flat wrong. Just because blockchains are append-only doesn't mean transactions are irreversible. Reversibility was introduced by private chains in 2014. And the feature survives in any permission system and smart contract systems on public chains. Matthew Green wrote, Many non-technical criticisms are fine. There are scams in the cryptocurrency space. Regulators should legitimately do something about those. The problem I have with this letter is that it identifies some limitations of our current systems. It's that it claims those limitations are fundamental rather than application choices. This is just false. Also happening yesterday, yesterday was a big news day. The South Korean government is launching its Digital Assets Committee to oversee crypto exchanges as early as next month. The Digital Assets Committee will be a larger reorganized version of the Special Committee on Virtual Assets, and this will start commencing after the new Financial Service Commission chairman is inaugurated. Currently, there are five major South Korean crypto exchanges. Upbit, BitThumb, CoinOne, Corbit, GoPax, and they've been cooperating to prevent other scenarios like the terror crash from happening again, according to yesterday's report. As of last year, 
As of the end of last year, the daily transaction amount for virtual assets were around uh, 11.3 trillion won, or $9.1 billion, which is similar to the daily transaction on the Kosdaq. But there's a big difference between the Kosdaq and the crypto space. There's no investor protections due to a lack of a system in the crypto space. They're aiming to change that. Moving into today's news, Friday. In May, Coinbase posted a $430 million loss for Q1 of 2022 after missing predictions on both profit and revenue for the quarter. Coinbase's stock price is down more than 40% over the past month, and its current price is around $70. Just last month, on May 10th, Coinbase's chief people officer put out a tweet talking about Coinbase's compensation and how it's about proving yourself instead of negotiation tactics, and said, hey, if this speaks to you, we're hiring. Well, maybe not because of this report and apparently the loss of money and the predictions of 2022, Coinbase freezes all hiring and will rescind accepted job offers. At the same time, cryptocurrency exchange FTX surpassed Coinbase in terms of Bitcoin trading volume. This is the first time ever, by the way. Oh, and that was in May. This milestone comes after steady growth for FTX over the past 18 months, and it grew from only 5% of market share to 44%. Here's an interesting little factoid. Is it a factoid or just a fact? Anyway, the average trade on FTX is around $2,000 and is nearly double that than on Coinbase for Bitcoin to USD pair, says a report from Kaiko. At the same time, we're talking about exchanges, if you haven't noticed, we're talking about exchanges. At the same time, Gemini lays off 10% of their staff to prepare for crypto winter. Tyler and Cameron Rinkelvoss, the CEO and president of the exchange, reaffirmed that they believe that the crypto revolution is well underway, but said that its current trajectory has forced them to reevaluate the size of the workforce. They said this in quote, We have asked our team leaders to ensure that they are focused only on products that are critical for our mission and assesses whether their teams are right size for the current turbulent market conditions that are likely to persist for some time. After much thought and consideration, we have made the difficult but necessary decision to part ways with approximately 10% of our workforce. As of today, Gemini is the ninth largest spot crypto exchange, according to CoinMarketCap, and they are around $125 million in 24-hour volume. Compare that to Coinbase, which did $2.4 billion in volume. However, it's still stacking up for the Winklevi, because on Thursday, the CFTC filed a complaint against Gemini Trust Company LLC. The market's regulator alleges that from approximately July of 2017 to December of 2017, Gemini misled regulators for making material false or misleading statements in an effort to gain approval for its Bitcoin futures product. So in the meanwhile, all this turmoil is happening to U.S. exchanges. What's Binance doing? Well, Binance in the weekend launched a crypto-powered world tour. <laughs> Today, Binance in the weekend announced that the exchange will sponsor the artist After Hours Till Dawn world tour which begins on July and will kick off in the United States and Canada. A Binance release describes it as a crypto-powered tour and claims it will be the first global concert tour to tap Web3 technologies for fan experiences. Binance would develop an NFT collection around the tour along with co-branded merchandise. Concert goers will receive a virtual ticket stub that can be redeemed for a commemorative NFT. And finally here on Friday, Senate Bill S6486D was passed in a 36-24 win following an early morning vote on Friday, today, and is now heading to the New York governor's office to sign it into law or veto it. So what is this bill? 
Well, this bill calls for a two-year moratorium on fossil-fueled cryptocurrency mining that relate to proof-of-work. Basically, if you're using fossil-fueled energy to mine your crypto proof-of-work style, you can't anymore. However, this bill does not stop any operations that run on renewable energy, and it doesn't stop less energy-intensive alternatives to proof-of-work, such as proof-of-stake. And that was our weekend review. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great weekend. And I'll be back on Monday. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>